If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Hello listeners, this is Nick from Scripture Central, and today's podcast addresses the question, Why does God give liberally to those who ask? The invitation in the epistle of James for any who lack wisdom to ask God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him, holds a significant place in the history of the Restoration. Reflecting on when he read this verse as a confused and uncertain youth, Joseph Smith said, Never did any passage of Scripture come with more power to the heart of man than this did at this time to mine. It seemed to enter with great force into every feeling of my heart. Reflecting on this passage ultimately compelled him to go out to what would become the sacred grove and seek God in prayer, leading to the first vision. Given how James focuses on prayer at the beginning of his letter, one can understand why this verse had such a large impact and continues to have one to believers in Christ throughout the world. According to James, prayer is an especially effective tool to gain wisdom. While wisdom is generally understood to refer to skill at life, particularly the ability to make sound judgments and speak the right words, the wisdom referred to in the Bible often has deeper, more significant meanings than can be captured in English in one word. Particularly, as used by James, wisdom refers to the gift of God which enables one to be perfect, or in James's conception, to stand the test of mortality. This meaning is especially prevalent in other early Jewish works such as 2nd Baruch, 2nd Esdras, 1st Enoch, and Sirach. When we receive wisdom from the Lord, then we are enabled to live in a godly and righteous way. Those who ask can be assured that they will receive this divine gift because of the nature of God. James assures us that God continually gives and is universal, unequivocal, and generous in all that he gives to his children. By his very nature, God wants to bless everyone, and all that is required of us is to come to him, asking sincerely in the name of Christ, with a sincere heart, with real intent, having faith in Christ, so that we can then receive these promised blessings. In addition, according to James, it is not just enough simply to ask the Lord. Rather, one must ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. This statement made by James is best understood when viewed in its wider context of covenantal loyalty. For example, according to Dan McCartney, James does not mean that a believer may never have a measure of uncertainty regarding whether something is God's will. Rather, he is condemning the lack of commitment or a divided loyalty. Furthermore, James teaches that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, and further explains that some of the Christians he was addressing did not have all their prayers answered previously, not because they doubted God, but because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. The proper way to ask in faith, as James instructed, was to put away any divided loyalties. One should not ask to satisfy personal ambitions, but rather should draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Such a relationship between faith and loyalty to God, as been noted by Brett Schmidt on several occasions, stands at the core of understanding New Testament teachings 
regarding acting in faith. Faith, far from being just a passive or abstract belief in God, invites us to develop a lifelong relationship with God based on mutual loyalty and love. Significantly, this understanding of James's instructions regarding prayer and receiving wisdom can be seen clearly in Joseph Smith's prayer, as recorded in his personal history. According to Joseph Smith, he wanted to live in a matter pleasing to God and felt to mourn for his own sins and for the sins of the world, leading him to cry unto the Lord for mercy, for there was none else to whom I could go and to obtain mercy. Joseph wanted to establish a relationship with the Lord so that he could receive forgiveness of his sins and obtain salvation. Joseph Smith was also committed to acting on what he learned from the Lord. This is demonstrated by the fact that after God the Father and Jesus Christ appeared to him, Joseph not only asked which of all the sects was right, but he also wanted to know which I should join. Unlike double-minded seekers, Joseph was fully committed to seeking wisdom from the Lord and acting on what he learned throughout his life. Like Joseph Smith, we all have a need to go often to the Lord and seek His wisdom in our daily lives. Such requests for wisdom need to come from a desire to follow the Lord and demonstrate our loyalty to Him. As expressed by Jesus Himself, this precludes the possibility that we ever serve two masters. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. A major aspect of this important invitation can be seen in James chapter 4, as James earnestly pleads for the early Christians to repent of their sins and humble themselves before the Lord. When we have faith in God's character as a loving Father who wants to bless us, and when we act with the loyalty to God requisite our petition, all things that will be for our eternal good shall be made manifest, and we will be blessed with increased desires and even greater abilities to become more fully like Him. Thank you for listening to this presentation from Scripture Central. For more information, please visit scripturecentral.org.